time for more Scott Weinberg on the law on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Attorney Scott Weinberg. Is Michigan and Oakland County going up the down staircase, going against the norm with innovative plans and trying to regain its status as one of the best places to live in the country? Well, today we're lucky enough to be joined by L. Brooks Patterson. Brooks Patterson is beginning his fifth four-year term as Oakland County Executive, one of America's most affluent and progressive counties. Mr. Patterson presides over a nearly $820 million budget for a workforce of of 4,000 full and part-time employees. He's the former Oakland County prosecutor and former candidate for Michigan governor. Brooks, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be with you. Brooks, one of the things that's obviously on everybody's mind is the economy. Now, I know you've spoken in the past about top 10 emerging business sectors for our new economy in Michigan. Tell us what you mean by that. How can we rejuvenate after this auto nightmare? Yeah, I think that program we kicked off back in uh, 03, uh, frankly, uh, could give us a head start on the competition. Uh, in 03, I saw a headline in the newspaper, it was October of 03, and it said 200,000 jobs had left Michigan. And when we looked a little deeper into the story, it was clear to me that these weren't, this was not a cycle within the domestic automotive industry. It was a total restructuring. Uh, my father worked for Chrysler for 43 years, so I think I know a cycle when I see one. And this is different. You, you could tell these jobs were gone. Uh, the industry was beginning to implode. And if you fast forward, we've lost now so 200,000 jobs, almost a million jobs in Michigan over the last decade. So That's, that's unbelievable. I almost know. a million jobs. Yeah, I know. And that's what's causing, of course, uh, all the pain. That's why Michigan has led the nation 45 straight months in unemployment and so forth. Well, what I asked my, my staff to do was, was do a deep dive on research project and look ahead 20, 30 years and ch- try to divine what might be the, the sectors for future economic growth that would be high-paying, high-quality, and sustainable. I wanted them to be around these jobs in 20, 30, 40 years. So with that charge, they went out and came back with the uh, 10 sectors that we think we can build a vibrant, diversified economy around over the next number of decades. And the the uh, industries that you, the sectors you might have, you would you would probably guess them. Frankly, it's not that um, um, difficult. They're all high tech. They're in IT, nanotechnology, alternative energy. Um, the healthcare, of course, is a big one. Finance. It, it goes across the advanced manufacturing. But the common denominator of all the ten sectors that we uh, think are going to be the jobs of the future. It's all part of the knowledge-based economy. It's going to be that economy is going to require at least a college degree to participate at any meaningful level. And uh, so that's what we're doing. We're chasing those jobs now. We have we launched the program in '04, so that's about uh, six years ago. And we've brought in so far 145 companies within those 10 sectors. They've invested about 1.5 billion dollars and uh, have created uh, going on to about 28,000 jobs. You know, one of the uh, you talk about education and I know that one of the explosions in terms of education here in Oakland County but along the state are community colleges. Those those actually uh, placements and those applications have really gone up a lot. Yeah, the uh, uh, OCC in my county had something like a 20,000 surge of uh, students uh, and it's now the largest college in the state of Michigan, I think even bigger than Michigan State. Uh, it's, you know, what's happening, uh, workers have to go back to 
to uh, school to get retrained with new skills to take these new jobs that are coming in. What, uh, in terms of dealing with different counties, and I know there's always been tension dealing between, obviously, Wayne County and Oakland County. Is that relationship getting better? Are you working well with uh, with Mayor Bing? Well, Bing and I are uh, are good friends, and um, he... um, in fact, we had a panel this morning where we uh, you know, engaged in, I think, some really some good give and take about the region. And uh, I, I think he's a decent guy, to, a very decent guy to work with, to, uh, I think, partner up with. So going forward, I think you're going to see a lot of cooperation in the region between city and suburb. Uh, Wayne County, you know, there's, there's friendly competition between you know, anybody, between counties, between states. And uh, so we, we uh, work hard to uh, attract our business, as the county does in Wayne County. Yeah, but that's the thing. You want the jobs here, don't we? We want the jobs here in Oakland County. Yeah, we want them in Oakland County for sure. Uh, and sometimes I win. Uh, most of the times we win, but sometimes we lose out to another county, and that's that's the nature of the beast. Uh, you, you don't win them all. But at the end of the, the second best thing, if I can't get them in Oakland, I want them in Michigan. Right. So it, it is a win-win all the way around there. Now, you ran for governor back in 1980, uh, 1981. Actually, you know what? I, you, you, of course, don't remember, but you were at my house at the gubernatorial uh, um, uh, debate with Governor with Brickley and uh, and Headley, and I remember meeting you back then too. But why, why don't you run for governor? What's going on with that? Why don't you want to be our governor and bring all the jobs back to our state? Well, you know, I thought about it. I, I even uh, did some deep. Uh um, dive into uh, the governor's race this year. Right, right now, it's too late. Of course, the filing deadline has already passed. But and, and I came to the conclusion, whereas some of the programs, or many of the programs I've instituted in Oakland County, which are paying huge dividends, are easily, I think, adapted at the state level, and hopefully the benefits could be enjoyed across the state. But I also looked at the economy uh, here in Michigan and how the governor, as far as I'm concerned, has mismanaged it. And we're now about $1.7 billion in the whole. Uh, the state owes $53 billion for uh, unfunded uh, health care promises for former state uh, employees who are not retired. And it's a horror story. And so when you go up there, uh, I felt my job would not be like it is here. Uh, where I can institute programs and, and uh, try to do some some meaningful reform. I think the governor, the next governor, whoever he is, and it's going to be he because there's no women running. Uh, whoever he is is going to go up there and not be a governor in, in, in the traditional sense. He's going to go up there and be a liquidator. He's going to be closing down department after department after department because, frankly, the state is broke. Well, isn't that what happened with GM? And they didn't when they had uh, had, um, had who is it the GM uh, chairman that came in and he basically Whitaker. was liquidated. Right? It, they came in, and they had to liquidate. Yeah. I mean, they have to. You can't. It's hard to control when you're really trying to just uh, put your finger in the dike. Yeah, and that's, and that's what he, you know. That's what the governor's going to inherit. The same thing that Whitaker inherited. Uh, and, and, and I'm not saying the state is heading for a package bankruptcy uh, like like GM went through, but uh, we're heading for some very very tough times. And I come from that school. Uh, you don't solve the problems of the state by raising more taxes on an overtaxed state. So if you're going to go up there and live within your means, you're going to have to cut some programs, which I'm perfectly prepared to do. I think the state government is bloated. I think a lot of those programs have outlived their usefulness, and we could probably do some meaningful reforms. But, yeah, my my reason for not running are twofold. Number one, I love the job I have here. I've got a lot of programs that are halfway through completion. I don't want to walk out on like like the one we just talked about, emerging sectors or uh, Michigan. In the, the uh, I call it the Main Street Oakland program, where we're you know, going back to rehabbing our cities. We're halfway through that project. We got Medical Main Street trying to take advantage of uh, 
the investment of the, of the medical profession in Oakland County. Got ninety-three thousand people working in that field, so we got a whole program to advance that. And I got so many things going here. I just didn't want to abandon. And number two, uh, I looked up at Lansing and said, you know, the state is uh, in such a uh, sad state of repair that the next governor is basically going to be, like I said, a liquidator and maybe a caretaker. Take a one-term governor, yeah. the next governor. Well, you know, if the, if the guy goes up there and and does what he has to do, make the cuts, uh, force the state employees in, in, into realistic uh, benefit packages, move them to the defined contribution away from defined benefits, and, and get a handle on, on the expenses that are driving the state further and further into the red. Uh, I've heard like guy like Bouchard, who I'm supporting, so, you know, if I make all those tough decisions, I'll probably be a one-term governor. I don't think so. I think the public is going to say, that's what we've been waiting for all these years, right. and we're going to return you to Lansing so you can finish the job. I I really disagree with Mike on that one. You know, one of the things that, and I have kids here too, and I've got a daughter up at, uh, at Michigan State, and you know, and I want this next generation to stay around here. I mean, I know that you've got kids. How, how do you keep the younger generation to say, hey, listen, we're graduating from college, and you know, there's, we're, we're not sure what's going to happen here. We're going to go out of their states or their cities like Chicago or Boston or Annapolis well, for their jobs. You know why they're leaving for uh, Boston and, and Chicago, uh, San Francisco and Denver and all the other hotspots? They're leaving because, frankly, they can get a job there. We can keep a lot of our talented kids here uh, graduating from state or from OU or from Michigan where, uh, if there was an opportunity to employ them here. They don't want to walk, move away from their childhood uh, friends and their and parents and siblings. They, they, they could find an opportunity here. I, I think they would stay. Now, some, of course, are going to have the wanderlust and take off. That's fine. Uh, but we're opening up a new medical school in Oakland County next uh, August. And we're starting to take applications this June for the Oakland University William Beaumont School of Medicine. And, well, we're going to reverse the brain drain. I'll bet you out of our first class of 50 that, you know, I'll bet you 15 to 25 of those kids are going to be coming from other states. So we're, we're bringing in bright, talented kids to our school systems. Well, that's exactly what we need. We're talking with Oakland County uh, Executive Elberks Patterson. I can't, I can't let you go without talking about the Silverdome. What's going on with that? Did I hear that there's a drive-in theater at the Silverdome? <laughs> well, the outside, they have a, a couple of screens, and I think they've, uh, that's just a, a minor part of it. It was bought by a Toronto, uh, Canadian, uh, investor, uh, industrialist, and whose son is actually running it down here. And they're trying to get it back in online as an entertainment venue and for concerts and soccer and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and they're moving in that direction slowly, albeit, but they are moving. And, uh, so, uh, they stole it. I mean, I, I mean that in, in, in a friendly way. Uh, so cheap. Of, what, what do they buy it for? It was so cheap. There's 127 acres and the Silverdome that seats 80,000 people and they bought the whole shooting match for $583,000. I mean, that's unbelievable. It oh. sounds like a joke. Oh, it's, 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 it's a steal. And, uh, so if they, if they do nothing with it and just let it sit there and pay the taxes, of course, because now it's in their private hands and it's off the, it's, uh, back on the tax rolls, uh, four or five years from now, maybe three, four years from now, when the economy's fully returned and, and, and market value of property is starting to, uh, accelerate and, and, then they could triple, quadruple, ten times their investment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable the kind of steals you can make. You know, I wanted to ask you, do you ever miss being a prosecutor and having that kind of a situation here in Oakland County, keeping our crime down? Well, you know, I did that for 19 years. I thought I was good at it. Uh, in fact, I know I was good at it. Uh, and I'd done everything I wanted to do. I mean, uh, I was... I tried literally every kind of case there was, uh, argued from the United States Supreme Court and so forth. I had, had all the opportunities I, I, I could ever expect as a prosecutor. And, um, I didn't want to burn out on the job. And so I stepped aside when I was on top of my game, 
went into private practice for four years, and then when this office opened up and Dan Murphy retired, I came back. I can't believe it's been 18 years, but it's been every every day is exciting. We got a lot of challenges. Got a lot of I got a great staff in place to, to, to you know to help me manage uh, what's going on in Oakland County. I mean, what's going on in Oakland County, of course, is not immune to, from uh, you know the challenges of the state economy. I mean, we lost uh, just the last year uh, 60,000 jobs. And the reason we lost so many jobs in one county is because GM was my largest employer. Chrysler was headquartered here. Lear is headquartered here. Delphi is headquartered here. You, you see the problem. We have a lot it's of eggs in one basket. How do you replace that? I mean, that's unbelievable. Well, this is that whole program. This is called emerging sectors. Right. We're going out getting sectors outside of automotive. Automotive is not one of our ten sectors. We, we love what we have, and we're delighted they're here. But we're chasing other sectors aggressively. And we're doing that, frankly, all around the world. We've got 900 foreign-owned corporations in Oakland County applying about 125,000, and just uh, this afternoon at 2 o'clock before we did this interview, I was over at uh, groundbreaking for a 240,000-square-foot building, which would be the uh, national headquarters for U.S. Verathane, which is a, a uh, uh, manufacturer, but it's the high level of, of manufacturing, and it's, it's really one of our 10 sectors, um, and it's uh, called advanced uh, uh, manufacturing. And so that, that U.S. Verathane falls right into to, uh, our, our long-term strategy called emerging sectors. And how, do, so, how do we attract that? Do, you, do we offer tax incentives to be able to come here? What do we, we do? We did everything we could. Uh, yes, the state was involved, and they have a mega grant, and they tried to make available whatever incentives they could. Uh, we have training dollars down here at the county level. We put that in. The local community, I'm sure, which would be Auburn Hills, Hills made some concessions on their property tax. Uh, and, and so we had to match with you know, our, com- our competitor in this particular case with U.S. Ferrothane, uh, Ferrothane was enough, um, was uh, Tennessee. So we had to make sure we matched whatever Tennessee was put on the table. We would have lost it. So what we got was 700 jobs, 300 new jobs over the next five years, uh, 240,000 square foot uh, national headquarters. Um, and, you know, it, it fits right into our strategy. Well, we need to do more of that. So do more of that. We appreciate it. All right. I'll be out there. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention also the Brooksy Way Half Marathon and uh, 5K race, which attracted more than 4,000 participants back in uh, 2008. And I know it's in honor of your son. It's taking place again this October. Yeah, uh, my son was killed in February of 2007, so uh, we had already, we're going to have a half marathon and a 5K, and so the committee, uh, out of respect uh, for me and my son, uh, named the race after Brooks, so it's called the Brooksy Way, and people want to check it out, it's called brooksyway.org, or is it .com, I think it's Brooksyway, the, with the, the, brooksyway.com. It's a beautiful uh, half marathon, 13.1 mile trek through uh, North Oakland County, down on some of our trails, running by the creek. Really, it's one of the prettier uh, half marathons, I think, according to the runners who report back. So we're going to do it again this uh, October the 3rd, and we hope to have uh, over 5,000 runners on this third race. Well, I encourage everybody to go to I want to thank my guest, Al Brooks Patterson, Oakland County Executive, for joining us today. And, Brooks, I hope we can uh, have you on in the near future and have you on hopefully before October again. Oh, I'd like to do that again. I look forward to it. Take care. Okay, you too. Jobs, jobs, jobs. That is just what we are in need of in Michigan. And I, there's nothing more important than when we have an economy that is struggling to always be able to bring you the, uh, at least not just candidates, but people that are really involved with trying to help out our local cities, our communities, our counties like El Brooks, but also the state.